Welcome to the AWS Health Innovation Podcast, where you can learn from entrepreneurs and investors who are driving progress in healthcare and life science across the globe. I'm your host, Joe Schunkweiler, a physician and former health tech executive now supporting startups and investors at Amazon Web Services. Today, I'm speaking with Samit Bhatia. Samit is a seasoned technologist and the founder and CEO of Ava Health, the voice operating system for healthcare. Samit shares his thoughts on the role voice technology can play in reshaping the healthcare experience for patients, providers, and caregivers, whether that's in the hospital, a senior living facility, or even at home. I hope you enjoy. Samit, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Joe. Pleasure to be here. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your background? Sure. Uh, so I studied computer science and engineering uh, at UCLA, what seems like uh, forever ago. And uh, uh, one of the things that was really exciting to me back then and uh, still persists today about uh, computer science is this ability to apply what you learn to so many different fields. Um, so early in my career, I had an opportunity to explore different fields like automotive and real estate and, and media. And um, it's funny, my wife's actually a, a pediatrician and she's been at with the same provider for over 20 years now. And she never quite understood what I did. So when I was in automotive, she said I was a car salesman. And uh, when I was in real estate, she told people I was a real estate broker. So uh, I think now that I'm in health tech, uh, she, she has a much better understanding uh, over the last decade of, of what I do for a living. That sounds very much like a classic physician mindset, which I can, I feel like I have the license to say that, but I, I, I completely understand. And talk to me about your journey now from computer science to uh, health tech founder. Uh, what is that? What is that like? I'm sure it's not, uh, not a direct pathway. Yeah, you know, as, as you know, as you just mentioned, Joe, I think you have an appreciation of this like firsthand with your background as a physician who's now working in health tech. Um, there's just this huge satisfaction and uh, appreciation that comes with working in and around healthcare. Uh, wanted to share a story. You know, one of my past colleagues, uh, he left health tech to work in ad tech. And uh, to, you know, to quote Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that, uh, but he said he, he loved the computational scale of like the problems he was uh, working on on a daily day-to-day -day basis. And, uh, but he shared with me that he really missed having that altruistic feeling at the end of the day of uh, working in a health tech company where, you know, even if it's a step or two removed, you, you feel like you're helping people. That's fantastic. And you, you previously had served um, as a, um, a chief technical officer or chief technology officer um, in, in your, in your previous life. Um, but now to the founder CEO role, how did that, how's that transition felt? Yeah, I, you know, I feel like um, in my previous company, uh, I, I, I saw kind of like firsthand um, and working as a CTO in, in particular, I think I was dealing with a certain set of um, kind of day-to-day -day initiatives around product and engineering and, and technology. Um, as a CEO, uh, you really have uh, just this much kind of broader purview um, that uh, I'm not sure I totally uh, understood before getting into, uh, into this in, in terms of how much you're 
uh, attention you have to spend on so many different aspects of the business. Uh, so it's been an exciting, uh, an exciting journey. Yeah, it really is. Having, having been a, a, a startup CEO previously, it, even a small company, it amazes you the amount of work that goes into running it. It's a, it really is. It can be overwhelming. Um, uh, uh, and, absolutely. My, one of my uh, colleagues was reminding me, oh, remember, we, we, you had to run to the print shop to print T-shirts and, and then you we were cleaning out the fridge and then we were having board meetings. You know, it's uh, <laughs> you really are doing a little bit of everything um, on a daily basis. It's really all the above. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the message for any aspiring CEOs out there. Um, now, what can you tell our folks about Ava Health? Um, so from, from your background as a technologist and even a CTO, now as a, a founder CEO, what is this company that you, you founded and, and now lead? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, for, from my uh, previous company, I had an opportunity to observe just how overwhelmed um, doctors and nurses and other care team members were on a daily basis. And uh, we used to discuss about like how, how significant, uh, this was years ago, how, how significant a problem provider burnout was. And uh, today with COVID, you know, those issues have just been significantly amplified. Um, so for, for us, I think, you know, there are generally two significant themes at AVA. Um, you know, the first is there's this incredible labor gap uh, where there's not enough caregivers to you know, properly care for um, the significantly aging population. Um, and again, you know, pre-pandemic, there was this expected shortage uh, in the next few years of over 100,000 doctors, over a million nurses, and, and over 7 million caregivers. And um, the, the, the second aspect of that is like all of these amazing individuals who, who go into this field of healthcare are actually getting less and less time to spend with uh, patients and the people they're caring for. And so, um, you know, we, they're spending less time ultimately at the bedside. Um, and uh, as a result of all that stress, like we, we're seeing a lot of people leave the profession uh, today. And, and so, uh, you know, that's why we came up with Ava. It, it's a virtual care assistant for both the patients and the providers. And we really saw voice technology as the best way to empower uh, patients to be self-sufficient and uh, take low value tasks off the, off the care team's plate uh, while also helping doctors and nurses and caregivers like ease their everyday workflow. Uh, ultimately, again, giving them more face time with, the, with their patients. It really seems like a perfect storm that we're in currently on the, the provider side. So uh, no surprise that, um, that's a conclusion you came to and, and, and led you to build uh, this company. Uh, one of the things that I'm always fascinated about with company building is team building and what those first few hires look like. Uh, do you hire for people who complement your skills that go deeper into what you already know or something completely different? How did, how did you think about that when you were first building Ava? Yeah, I think it's probably my own personal bias uh, being in, uh, you know, previous engineer and, and product uh, focused individual. Um, uh, we, we really started with uh, the engineering and product teams um, as, as the first few hires, but then added, uh, of course, operations and customer success and, and uh, you know, uh, sales and marketing, uh, ultimately, but, but we started with, um, with 
uh, how, how do we uh, create a solution uh, that can um, help uh, you know, uh, from as quickly as possible? And when you say product, what do you, you know, I know that always has a, it has different meanings sometimes depending on the, the, the company, particularly in the health tech space. What, what's your underlying, what do you consider the underlying product that you bring out to market for, for Ava? Yeah, for, for Ava, you know, we really think about what we're delivering as um, this, we call it a voice operating system. And, um, you know, we, we, um, we, we also use the term, it's a, it's a voice platform. And uh, I think, you know, that, that term, of course, gets, uh, gets overused so much um, uh, in, in tech, uh, not just health tech, but in, in tech. And, but there's really like no other way to describe um, it, like an interface that can help so many different aspects of a, of a business. Um, and so I think for us, um, whether that's uh, you know, helping inside of a patient room or helping inside of an ED or uh, reaching out and, and connecting with someone in their home. Um, there's so many different uh, ways to leverage voice um, and this platform that, um, that that's the that's the product uh, that, that I'm talking about here. Yeah, the, I totally agree that platform is it's one of those buzz words that's used so frequently. Um, but sometimes it's the only thing that can convey the, the, the breadth or the reach uh, or the scale uh, of, uh, of something. So it definitely has its uses <laughs> when it's, when it's needed, it's needed kind of thing. Um, yeah. And with focusing on product first and then going into ops, um, I, I can't help but, but think through some of the challenges in building and growing in healthcare. Uh, in selling into providers and the the sales cycles and the um, sometimes the skittishness among your buyer in adopting new technology, have you have you found some of those challenges or what are some of the biggest challenges you've had as you've grown uh, over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think you know for us, um, uh, voice in the enterprise is still like a brand new medium. And uh, almost to where mobile was a little over a decade ago, and um, so for we we see so many interesting and exciting uh, ways to to partner. Um, but as you mentioned, in, in healthcare and healthcare technology, um, it takes a while uh, to um, find the right kind of um, constituents and partners within these large organizations. Uh, to, um, to to dive in, and so I think that's that. Those are some of those early challenges. Uh, you know, finding the right uh, right individuals and the right partners within organizations, and and um, in these early days, uh, we're we're having to educate the market as well um, as to what what's possible. You know, we're familiar uh, at Amazon and AWS with all the. Uh, wonderful things that voice technology can do, obviously. Uh, but what's what do you find to be some of the limitations? Like, what are the things that you're? What's the cutting edge that you're trying to operate at within the voice space? Yeah, I I think um, you know the the biggest challenges are we're we're really just at the beginning of what we can ultimately accomplish and. Um, 
you know, as individuals, as human beings, we want to be able to interact really fluidly uh, with with voice assistants, you know, at a pace and cadence that feels natural. And we're not quite there yet, uh, but but we'll we'll get there. So uh, we want these tools to, uh, you know, help us both, and also we want these tools to help us both at our request and then proactively um, reach out and help us. All right, are those limitations? technical or is it a understanding of the myriad use cases there is it the kind of thing where there is it there's an algorithm to be to be developed um to to get at that or is it us understanding how to integrate them into our work streams and lives in a lot of ways yeah a little little bit of both um you know what are the things because there's so much we can do today uh it's really we're we're constantly surprised by how um, as we partner with different organizations, uh, their you know new and unique use cases. Like every time you have an opportunity to to talk to someone new inside of an organization. So I think uh, there's so much that you can do today. Um, so part of it is uh, uncovering um, those amazing use cases, um, and then uh, and then I do think that uh, so. You know, uh, there we can get from. Uh, you know, we can make incredible progress today. Uh, at the same time, there's uh, in the future we know that um, the experience can be even better for for an end user uh, and and just be really fluid for an end user. So I think I do think there need to be a long longer term there need to be technology advancements as well. On the on the healthcare side. You know, it's we're we're living in a, a time period where there are so many opportunities. Um, you know, coming out of you know, fortunately, hopefully, let's say uh, the pandemic to really think about technology's role in healthcare on the delivery side, um, in all different kinds of settings, um, automating processes, everything you can imagine. Basically, we're we're sort of mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, with that in mind, and even before that what are those big untapped opportunities for voice in healthcare uh, that you've been tracking and, and tackling already, but we're hoping to tackle? Yeah. I, you know, it, I, I would say it gets back to that, that platform story, you know, these devices um, and voice assistance um, can be used by uh, everyone in, in a, a like a really fluid manner. And so whether you're a patient, again, inside the hospital or in the home, um, that ability to, to interact and uh, like ultimately, you know, we'll, we'll share, I'll share like our, our vision. We'd love to have, you know, a, a non sequitur for a second, like telehealth has become such a big um, you know, buzz all, all around the industry. And obviously telehealth has been around for, for years, but um, it took the pandemic to really push it forward uh, in a significant way. And um, it's, it's gotten so much easier and, uh, and better. Um, at, at the same time, like I, I look at uh, uh, my aging, you know, parents and in-laws and uh, having to still today help them with, uh, regardless of whether it's, you know, getting on a quick uh, video uh, phone call with uh, friends and family or or a telehealth visit, it's still a little bit challenging. And then I look at someone like my wife who 
um, has to spend, uh, you know, five to 10 minutes almost at the beginning of every telehealth session just to make sure the audio and video are working with her patients. Right. And so there's still uh, a ways to go. And, and uh, we look at these voice assistants um, as a great solution for a, a, for a whole, um, you know, for a significant part of the population where they'll just be able to say like, Alexa, start my doctor's appointment. And uh, that will, uh, you know, just be, I think, a, a much better, more intuitive um, uh, way to interact. Uh, so we're excited about that, that future. Yeah, the, the ability to push more healthcare into the home is particularly interesting. And I think one of, will be one of the lasting effects from where we are currently. Um, and it sounds like they're really, you're looking at all the possible ways that voice could impact that effort. We're seeing the rise of consumer focused healthcare plays that then get into more traditional clinical areas. Yeah. Somebody phrased it as you give them what they want and then you're able to deliver what they need as well. And, and I feel like this fits really well in that, that mindset. Yeah, that, I, I, um, I really love that uh, statement. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. It resonates with me in terms of um, providing a really valuable utility um, to, to, to start and then leveraging the, the infrastructure that you've built to uh, and, and those roads um, uh, to um, create, um, you know, other opportunities. So I think, um, uh, you know, again, it, it's, it's still just at the, the beginning, but um, we see an incredibly bright future. I would be remiss given that when we're, we're speaking today to not talk about some of the work you did around uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. What was like, give me a snapshot of Ava's trajectory pre and then mid pandemic and how that has, you know, shifted or, or some of the additional things that you were doing um, to help providers and others uh, adapt. Yeah. So when we started our journey, we really started um, inside of um, hospitals and inside of um, hospitals and health systems and senior living organizations. And um, uh, pre-pandemic, a lot of what we were doing was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, like helping uh, these organizations uh, lift those, um, allowing patients to be uh, and seniors to be self-sufficient, and and lifting some of those um, uh, common tasks off the plates of, of caregivers. Um, part of that, interestingly, is also uh, creating what we call like smart patient rooms and, and uh, smart apartments. Um, so those things that we think about in, in the home, um, you know, bringing those capabilities to an enterprise uh, setting, uh, that was also a big part of what we were doing. And then finally, triaging requests uh, to the most appropriate caregiver. So when you make a request, uh, if it does have to go somewhere, uh, it you have the opportunity to reach just the right individual that you need to talk to. And uh, this is you know allowing the people on the care team to really practice to the top of their license. So that was you know pre-pandemic, and and that that has persisted. Um, you know during COVID in particular, we, we, we're incredibly thankful that we had an opportunity to partner with um, Amazon and the Alexa Smart Properties team 
uh, where um, the, your organizations, uh, you know, donated um, devices to uh, dozens and dozens of health systems, and and uh, really, ultimately, uh, I think together we're helping nurses and doctors uh, take care of patients on a on a daily basis by leveraging this inpatient telehealth solution uh, on the Alexa and the Echo Show platform. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about a future, obviously, where, where COVID uh, wanes, but uh, some of those lessons that we learned uh, about enabling that um, in building telehealth and that communication, uh, we, we know those are going to pers persist. And it's been so helpful to, um, you know, uh, help uh, stay more closely connected to, uh, to the patient. Um, and allow them ultimately to stay closely connected with uh, with their providers, um, but also uh, you know to, to um, protect and and um, offer like a layer of safety to uh, to the providers as well. I was struck as you were describing what was the pre-pandemic trajectory, uh, how close that is to the kind of capabilities you need during the pandemic, it was, uh, and, it, and maybe that speaks to the strength of viewing the technology and the product as a platform um, because it provides that flexibility to adapt to those different scenarios. And, you know, I think the, uh, the use cases are sort of self-evident. You could have given those same cases during, you know, during the pandemic that you were talking about pre-pandemic. Um, and, and I'm curious, you don't have to name any names, obviously, but did you get any pitches that circled back after uh, the pandemic was in full swing um, that said, hey, actually, we didn't see the need for this, but now, now we do, and we'd love to have a chat about how this, how this could work? Yeah, absolutely. So um, just one example, we, we had a um, very large organization that um, saw, you know, that they, they, we were just kind of entering the pandemic. And if you remember at the beginning, and, and I think this still persists today, um, uh, there were uh, severe kind of restrictions around visitors. Um, and so uh, this particular organization uh, decided, hey, we want to bring um, Ava and um, this platform into our environment as quickly as possible uh, because we we know it's going to help with that patient isolation, um, and uh, we know it's going to again uh, help um, help uh, these individuals connect with um, their family members and their care teams, um, provide them some entertainment. Uh, you know, uh, just um, there again, so many different use cases, and and that there was that uh, that case and and others where organizations looked at uh, Ava before and and uh, uh, and decided. Hey, we have to have this as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like it's uh, it definitely fits in an unfortunate circumstance, obviously for the for the globe and for the health system. But it's it's fantastic that you had a technology that fit that need um, when when folks need it um, in the near term. Um, yeah. No. I, you know, one thing I would also say is that um, we, we've been talking a lot about health systems. Uh, we, we've worked quite a bit with um, senior living organizations as well. And um, I, I think, you know, a lot of the same situations apply as we were 
talking to senior living organizations, there was a lot of um, basically, you know, again, uh, er hey, everyone, please stay in your rooms. Uh, you're, you're living in a congregate setting, but they, they wanted people not to not to mingle. And and uh, and it was really challenging. Uh, you know, it's one of the reasons perhaps you uh, move into um, a senior living setting. And so um, but it, it was um, great to be able to help assist in that environment as well and and allow individuals to you know to connect with their uh friends and family and and their caregivers and um you know uh, interesting to hear so many little stories where people where we've heard seniors say like oh alex is my roommate um That's great. And, uh, alex makes me feel safer because i know i can get a hold of someone if i need to that's fantastic. Yeah. Back circling all the way back to your, your journey from, from tech to health tech. Um, it must be remarkably rewarding to, to have an impact um, during a, such a trying time for everyone. Absolutely. I, you know, it, it obviously this has been so challenging uh, for, for, uh, for all of us. Um, and uh, uh, you know, it, it's been hard not to, um, even, you know, kind of engage with, uh, with uh, our, our own parents and, and siblings. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really been a really trying time for, for everyone. And I think in, uh, in healthcare, of course, there, there's uh, just, again, this, this opportunity to, to, um, to help in, in some way. And, and like I said earlier, we, we might be one or two steps removed, but uh, it's something I um, appreciate every single day. And I, I know our team does as well. Sami, as, as we wrap this up, any, any advice for health tech entrepreneurs out there who might be listening? Um, you know, I'll, I'll share what one of my investors shared with me, um, but it just, uh, probably cliche, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Um, but he also shared, um, ultimately you'll be an overnight success. So, uh, um, right. <laughs> something to look forward to, uh, down, down the line. That's right. Forget the, that, that messy middle period yeah. <laughs> that, that got in the way there. Um, exactly. Well, Samit, this has been fantastic. Uh, Samit Bhatia, CEO of Ava Health. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been a pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and rating. It helps others find us. To learn more about how AWS supports startups, please go to aws.amazon.com slash startups.